This is exactly right. Hey, Lady to Lady listeners. We wanted to let you know we recorded this episode a few weeks ago. And before we get to this episode, we want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe versus Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. I'm Babs Gray, and I woke up this morning thinking I was going to crush my goals, and then that Ryan Gosling Ken pick dropped. (laughs) I'm not (laughs) doing... <laughs> dot dot dot. <laughs> uh, I'm Brandy Posey, and can we talk about Slenderman's thigh gap, though? Oh my god! <laughs> I'm Tess Barker, and I forgot my Facebook password, so I guess that's that. <laughs> <laughs> so refreshing. And this is Lady to Lady. Can you keep it a secret? Neither can we. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the show. Yay. Tess, congratulations on getting off of Facebook. Um, Thank you. Very, very happy. Involuntarily, but still. Involuntarily. (laughs) And also, it was the least of my problems already. But yeah. It's something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When I forget, there was that month that I got locked out of my Twitter because I changed my phone number and I had two factor authentication on. And that that was a great month. That was awesome. How does one fix it when like you change when when that happens? You have to like, email. It's yeah. just enough of a pain in the ass. You have to email them. I like, think with a picture of your driver's license, um, or you holding oh, your driver's man. license or something. Yeah. So I know our like yeah, our friend na- comedian Nicole fucking Yates. her Instagram got hacked. Yes. And the person's <laughs> been messaging her, being like, "Send me a fifty dollar gift card and I'll give it back." Yeah. And I'm just like. How is Insta- fuck Instagram? I'm so fucking annoyed that yeah. they didn't give it back to her. No, Messaging that- her on her cat's Instagram account. So no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh just communicating with her it's through so her cat's creepy. Instagram. Because they message me asshole. and I've just fucked with it. Every time, you know, you yeah, become yeah. a hacker, I just fuck with them. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's just like... Uh, it's insane. Yeah, uh, I had that happen too with a, one of my old editors. Their quote unquote Instagram messaged me and mm-hmm. was and I was like, if this is really in that person's name, and I was like, where did we work together? And yeah. uh, they go, I don't remember. I'm like, yeah, you'd remember. Mm. You're a bot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you would know. <laughs> that's what's creepy is they're not bots. They're like real people. Yeah, I know. I thought it was a bot, but that's so much scarier that it's like a real fucking No, it's creeper. real people like hacking in there. Yeah. So yeah. just a heads up, everybody. There's a lot of shit going. Yeah. Yeah. Do your two-factor authentication. A lot of people are getting hacked lately. Just like make yeah. sure to guard all your shit. Watch your bad. shit. And then also like my friend Angela is like a, a psychic and she keeps having all these yes. fake different ones pop up that are like messaging all of her followers to be like, hello, beloved, would you like a reading for mm-hmm. $55 or whatever? Mm-hmm. And like 
heads up, anybody that's worth a shit is not going to be asking you for money in your DMs. Like, they're no. not, these aren't real people. Nobody actually says beloved unless you are um, a fake, a fake person impersonating somebody else. Yeah, no, there's a lot of, there's a yeah. lot of fake um, people like who copy celebrity profiles and message people. I yeah. had one guy pretend he was Mike D from the Beastie Boys and we went back and forth forever. And I just started, <laughs> like, I was just quoting like lyrics at him and he was like, what are you, what's going on? Like, <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's wild out there. Be careful in those Let's internet streets. Burn day. it all. Burn it all. I, I I'm yeah. done. We're I'm done. done. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. I have nothing. Just, like all, uh, just all I do is yell at people that already agree with me, and I just I don't. I'm over I know. It. I'm over yeah. It. Yeah. We could get rid of everything but RSS feeds. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Uh, we can keep this <laughs> podcast. This podcast will be the lone beacon of light. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Um, Love it. <laughs> if you want to see us. IRL, I've got a uh, my regular monthly comedy show, which is the second Thursday of every month. It's at the Airliner. I co-host it with Ashley Ray, who's very funny. We had her on recently. So if you want to ever come check that out, come check it out. The next show is July 14th, um, and you can go to highgear.eventbrite.com for tickets for that. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, come see. Follow us all on all the socials so you can come see us live when we have dates and everything. Um, yeah, we're uh, your stand up's getting back. You know, everybody's yeah. out there doing it. So we come tweet see out us our shows. Perform. Brandy, did you want to yeah. picture picture this? Oh, I don't have I don't have another one until August. But but oh, okay. uh, yeah yeah, I've got one at the end of August. Follow me on all the shit. Picture this is amazing. It's back live in LA. I fucking love it so much. Um, and then I'll be touring in the later half of this year. So if you want to see us live and you don't live in LA, let Follow us know where you want us to come. Oh yeah, let yeah. Us know yeah. Yeah, like I'm gonna know where you guys live, and I'll I'll come through. It's a blast. Yeah, we'll come to your house and and, and bring pizza. I won't do that, but yeah. If, <laughs> if, you, if you throw me a house party show and you send me a picture of you with your driver's license, like a two factor authentication, <laughs> I will come do a show there. I love I love a house party show, and we will order pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, who do we have today on the show? We have a, a very cool gal. She's the co-founder of Betches Media, which has like a ton of podcasts and Instagram and blogs that just have all this like really funny content for millennial women. Um, and she is the co-host of the You Up podcast and her new podcast is called Oversharing. She co-hosts it with her sister who is a therapist and they give advice on interpersonal relationships and navigate their own personal situations with dating and work and all of that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, she was super fun to chat with and please enjoy our hang with Jordana Abraham. Well, should we get into it, ladies? Let's in- say hi to our guest, Jordana Abraham. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Very excited to be here. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Yeah. It's exciting. I'm so excited to have you here. I feel like Betches is just such a cool, I don't know, cool brand. (laughs) I feel so dorky saying that. (laughs) Yeah. Congratulations on your cool brand. There are many uncool brands, but you have managed to have a cool one. (laughs) Exactly. You've managed to crush it. Thank you. That was definitely the goal. As uncool as it sounds for the goal to be to be cool. Yes. <laughs> we all know that, that at the end of the day, our goal is to be cool. I think of always. course. It's the meaning of <laughs> exactly. life. Yeah. 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 Um, speaking of being cool, I actually need to talk about something very uncool that I just discovered moments before we started recording. You guys, okay. are my read receipts on my phone? Oh my God. No, not oh. that I've seen. Okay, because I just texted myself. <laughs> I just texted <laughs> myself a picture and then I looked at my phone and it said red at 936. And I was like, oh my God, are my read receipts on? 
Do you? We would have told you. Oh I my just, God. Okay. okay. <laughs> I just had this issue actually like two days ago. Someone was like, do you know your read receipts are on? I was like, oh my God, <gasps> that's mortifying. How long is, I don't, I didn't know how long it was. Um, oh, wow. I spent like half an hour trying to figure out how to get it off. It was like, I felt, felt like there was like a parasite on me. I'm like, so oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't mean, realize if, this was such a thing. Oh yeah. Oh. Cause, cause you don't want like, if it says red at a certain time, that means yeah. that like you know they've seen it and there's like an awkwardness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when there's not there, it's like, oh yeah, they could see it at any time. Right. There's no pressure. See, you know? exactly. see R- Rick and I keep ours on just with each other because that way we don't have to respond to shit. Oh, I didn't I even know you it, could do that. I don't have to say anything. Yeah, you can do it for individual people. Wait, what do you mean you have to respond to shit? Well, if I, if I see, if he knows that I've seen something that I'm not like, has he seen that yet or whatever? Like, I oh, know. like logistics okay. wise too. That's probably yeah, helpful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. That's like great with that. Like if he's like, all right, cool. I just pulled up. He doesn't have to be like, oh, okay. I'll be out in a minute or whatever. He just like sees it. I know I see him oh. a few minutes later. See, I Smart. would not want yeah. that with Sean because there, I do ignore texts from him sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I need that. You need that space to be able to ignore. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no, there's just no like, so hey, I'm funny. so sorry I haven't gotten back when it's like, obviously, you know, most people read their text right away. Sometimes I don't, I don't know. It just yeah, depends. Yeah. And so then it's so awkward if that like timestamp is just sitting there telling <laughs> you both. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, See, I, feel uh, it's, I think it's kind of a power move. I'm just like, yeah, I'll get back to you when I fucking feel like getting back to you. <laughs> and people know that it's hours later. Someone with that confidence to have read receipts on and, and act as if they don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what we're all looking for. Yes. In the yeah. World. Find that space in your heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Jordana, your new podcast is out over sharing. Tell us, uh, you know, how it's going. How do you, how you came up with the idea and all that stuff? Sure. Um, so I, my main podcast that I've had since 2017 with comedian Jared Freed is as you up, and we talk a lot about like dating issues and, um, you know, like just problems in every stage of dating. Um, but my new podcast Oversharing is with my sister. She's 10 years older than me and she's a clinical therapist. Um, and I thought it would be one great to have an outlet to just, I love it. All things, interpersonal relationships, really like friendships, coworkers, anything where you could have like some sort of, I just love drama really, but I call interpersonal <laughs> relationships is sort of like the euphemism for that. Mm-hmm. Um, hot so, gas. Yeah. And I've I've had my own therapist for for years. And I always thought, like, wouldn't it be interesting if you could because sometimes you get very different advice from your friends and your therapist. And it's just like a totally different vibe. So I thought, like, wouldn't it be cool if you could have brunch with your therapist and your best friend and tell them the same situation and see like, the difference oh in their responses. <laughs> like, how would they yeah. respond? How would they bring their own unique <laughs> angle? Because, I mean, obviously, therapist is a trained person who's, like, trained and licensed to, like, yeah. g- give you advice. Or more to, like, let you almost give yourself advice by helping mm-hmm. you see patterns mm-hmm. in your behavior. Um, but sometimes I found with my own therapist, like, sometimes their advice just doesn't seem like that applicable to the real world. I'm like, well, I couldn't, r- I could never really do that in practice. And I think that's where the best friend angle comes in, where she'd be like, oh, you can't text that. Like, that's that's absurd to like a guy that you were seeing or something. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Right. Your therapist isn't going to say that. They're going to be like, well, um, how do you feel about exactly? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's so true. Like your best friend can contextualize like, look, you're never going to have an empty Gmail box and your therapist might be like, that's a good goal. And your best friend's just like, you're not that person. I'm sorry. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So that's really the crux of the, um, of like the pitch for that, for that show. 
So what was it like growing up with like, or I mean, obviously she wasn't a therapist when you were younger, but <laughs> or you was know, she? did you think she would become that? Yeah. yeah. Or like, was she like, like having a sister? A was she like Lucy with like the, the <laughs> therapist is in booth when you guys were growing up? <laughs> <laughs> well, she's, oh, I mean, it's, but we, so we come from another part of, I guess, the show is we come from a very large blended family. Like we are, mm-hmm. we're nine kids in our family and our parents are, you know, we're, we actually have, di- we have the same mom. We have a different dad. She's from my mom's first marriage. And my dad has also, I have a sister from my dad, from his, like, there's a lot of, like, blended family dynamics and all of that. And you've seen a lot of, like, dysfunctional relationships and just the way everyone's interacting with each other. So I think it led both of us to sort of focus or sort of um, be fixated on, you know, what does a healthy relationship look like? And again, there's probably, like, five marriages and divorces between all of our parents and <laughs> right. all of that. So it's like, what does a healthy relationship look like? Why, you know, what are, what are the uh, barriers to having one? How can we improve them? Um, has always been focused for both of us. And I think for her, she's, she's a little bit more, um, I don't know. She's so like, she's so like uh, meditative and like, you know what I mean? Like introspective mm-hmm. and very, right. um, just a, a, a very always just like super grounded and down to earth. And I think that she's definitely had that through my childhood, but it's, I'm not surprised that it became her, her career. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. I, are, I like that because yeah. I feel like it's also close to comedians where it's like, okay, my family fucked me up. How can I use this as a career? Totally. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How can I yeah, channel yeah. this into something that makes me money? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> where are you so in the birth us. order of that? Where are you in the birth order of that nine? It's so funny. It's such a complicated question. Um, so my mom has four kids with her first husband. My dad has one daughter from his first marriage. And then they had four kids together. And I'm the second of the four kids they had together. I'm my mom's sixth of eight of all nine. I'm seven wow. of nine. And my I'm my dad's third of, of fifth. So it's like a, I guess so of, of all like, nine, I'm, I'm seven. I'm towards the bottom. Okay. You're in the baby I just batch. Turned, Turned yes. into that gif of the woman with all the formulas. <laughs> exactly. To her face. That's for yeah. sure what just happened. Everyone's like, Can you write out a tree? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the oldest of seven. My youngest brother is eight. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a bit. Yeah, yeah so, you have a similar, you have like a similar mm-hmm. situation. Same yeah. parents or? No, 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 no. Super okay. mixed. It's all, well, it's all my yeah. dad when Pablo Picasso. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that checks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so were you like always trying to go to her for advice or how did that mix? Cause she's your sister, you know, it's like, she could be more real with you, I guess. Yeah. I mean, she always was like, because she's 10 years older, I think she, she'd almost had already gone through everything that I was going through just a decade earlier and had, it was Mm -hmm. great to even just, even just a sister, not even as a therapist, it was great to have the perspective of someone, you know, who's had already been through it and just Mm -hmm. having her, her insights on that was always been really helpful. And she's always been like, there's, uh, you know, there's, um, five sisters within the the group. So she's been like the oldest. So she's always kind of been that person for not just me, but my younger sisters and my other older sisters. Right. Uh What do you think as someone that, that is interested in and studies interpersonal relationships, if you had to choose one, what do you think is the most complicated type of relationship? Um, I mean, I think that like, uh, you know, uh, in the dating and romantic sense, that's always 
such a complicated one because I think that there's, it's so societally driven. It's so, it's based on so many expectations right, right, right. and there's yeah. so many different things that go in. I think it shifts the most and your expectations are like, that's the, you know what I mean? If you're, if you're married, if you're living with someone, that's your every single day. So there's so much, I think that goes into that. Um, and also just like what you're meant to believe you're supposed to get from one person versus what is realistic and what you actually get. There's just like a lot more, mm -hmm. I think that you need to consider than let's say a friendship or a sibling relationship, or maybe you don't see, you can see them as much as you want, but if you're married to someone that's, you know, it's every day and it's hopefully for your whole life. So I think it's, that's probably the most complex to me. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And and that's also the person that you're making the most joint decisions with. Right. Probably. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it's like every aspect of your life, I guess, besides maybe like work, but also they would have some input in that in that dimension as well. You know, money, or, finances, all right. that stuff. At yeah. least it appears as though you're making decisions together. You let exactly. them. <laughs> Usually it's really one person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a question for you guys about th this is like, maybe I've talked about this before, um, but I like know nothing about my therapist and I, and I feel like it's so awkward because I've been seeing her for so long. And I and like, now that we do it on zoom, I see her in different locations sometimes, but I don't know where mm -hmm. she is. You That's know what so I mean? Funny. And I'm like, did she move? Is she? I don't know. I don't know if she's married. I don't know if she has kids. I don't know any, literally anything about her. Do you feel and rude? So, like, this seems like a one-sided relationship. Yeah, it feels very rude. <laughs> and it's like, she'll be like, how are you? And then I want to be like, well, how are you? And I'm like, oh, I don't, like, I guess I'm, I'm paying yeah. to not time ask it, you. Time is money. I don't, time yeah. is money. I hope you're great. Okay. But it just <laughs> feels like, we. it feels very awkward at some point that I legit, I I'm sure she would be if I just said like you know what I feel weird that I don't know anything about you she'd be totally cool but it's just it's one of the things where like you know you've been calling someone by the wrong name the whole time and it's been too oh, long to God. like go back or something totally. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean like, I think if it mom? would <laughs> yeah if yeah. it would make you feel more comfortable knowing I think that's like okay within the space of therapy to know if she's married or I think little questions like that yeah if if, if, if you would feel more comfortable yeah. having that context I think that would be okay to ask. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if it matters really, but or it's just like a funny thing. Have you Google stalked her and seen if you can find anything? She is nowhere. She has <laughs> That's no amazing. social media. That, yeah, she yeah. Has nothing. I like, always, I've looked up my therapist. He has a very like generic name, but I've looked him up just praying that I wouldn't find anything to like turn yeah. me off. Right. From yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, I haven't found anything online, yeah. and I, I think that I think that there would be nothing more mortifying to me than being able to see a social media page of my therapist. I think. I oh see. my god. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine anything because I put them it. on yeah. a pedestal of like complete um you know like Ugh. emotional yeah. health and i would hate to find out that they do something like weird online <laughs> yeah a therapist having a tiktok just like lip syncing to shit <laughs> no. for yeah. whatever reason that ups that upsets me I, yeah i feel like i know they're really dedicated when they don't have <laughs> like social yeah or at least i can't find it you know they yeah or at least me from excess that seems like someone who understands mental health too if you don't have right. yeah, social media <laughs> Yeah, at the very least, they just have a Finsta and you're but never going to find it. Yeah, then it makes it extra funny when I'm explaining things that like I've been affected by that are related to social media because you're like, I'm like, so sorry I'm explaining this meme to you or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> what was I explaining to her the other day? I don't know. Yeah, it was something about TikTok and mm -hmm. <laughs> it just felt that's, really that's ridiculous. So funny. 
Yeah, I think therapists and teachers have to like hide themselves online quite a bit because like students definitely, I, my friends that are teachers have been like, oh yeah, my students have found me and I've had to like, I have fake names online because of it. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. I, I mean, when I was in middle school, I remember like a bunch of kids found my art teacher's like dating profile somehow. And I was like, oh my oh. God. Which was probably like mortifying for her. I remember it going like around. And this was when it was all on a website. This was probably like 2005 or something. Right, right. And that's got to be like terrible. I'm sure people have gotten a lot smarter about about things since then. Yeah, poor teachers. Because they're just like smart people who need a job. I mean, they're (laughs) my mom, my mom was a retired teacher, but she like would not even go out to a restaurant, out to a Target, a grocery. When she left her school, she drove 15 miles and didn't get out of the car because I she was like that. so yeah. terrified of being spotted. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, a child in the wild. <laughs> I, okay, I have something really embarrassing to say, and I don't think I've ever talked about it on here. I think. Oh, wow. Okay. It's so embarrassing. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, this so, is exciting. Back in the day, I, you know, like I was an early an early adopter of like being on the Internet looking for horny yeah. shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, and so like when I first moved to L.A., I think a few years in, I think I posted a Craigslist personal ad with a photo. <gasps> and I like literally said in the ad that I was good at kissing. Ah! Kill me now. Don't know why. Yeah, good. As though a woman posting a personal ad needed to add it literally any detail Uh, in case anyone was on the fence. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. like I could have, I'm sure I got a million emails and that was like the tipper. I can't believe I wrote that in a thing. Wait, how old were you? How old were you? This was probably like, I was probably like 27. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Oh, damn. I was living in LA. Yeah, like when I knew you, you did this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I wrote that I was a good kisser. I was not 15 years old. And so I don't know why I'm saying early adopter. I just mean that like I was on, I was always like doing weird shit online, you know, yeah, yeah, before yeah. it was but cool. Yeah, yeah. Before right. it was cool. Yeah. So our friend, John Durnell, comedian, no. texted me. No. And said something like, oh, oh so you're a good kisser, huh? And I was ha, ha, fucking ha, ha. He got mortified. Your ass. <laughs> so embarrassed. I'm so, I'm still so, I can't believe I did that. Whoa. Fucking idiot. It taught, it, like, so I learned funny. a good lesson. Like, don't post your photo. Don't say ridiculous things. So <laughs> anyway, there's that. But yeah, I get why the teachers are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Teachers can't do that. Teachers can't be advertising that they're good kissers. No. <laughs> or be prepared to pay for it for, you know. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. I, mean, I know there has been teachers gotten fired for, like, posting fucking photos online and shit. That's just mm-hmm. ridiculous. It's like, okay, this has nothing to do with their teaching career, but thanks. Right. And, like, they, they already don't make that much money. Like, leave them the fuck alone once they're off the clock. Jesus Christ. I got yes, a ruthless. They oh, are. Yeah. They are. I forget if I've told the story in the podcast before, but I, when I was substitute teaching, I had this day where I was teaching junior high art and I hated junior high kids. They're so mean. And they fucked up the art room like so bad and they refused to clean it up. So I had to be a bitch. And I was like, nobody's going to recess until this room gets cleaned up. And I blocked the door and made them all miss recess. And it was like a huge power bitch move because that's how you Good for you junior high. Thank yeah. you. But then... <laughs> Concurrently, I was a waitress at an Italian restaurant. Oh, no. And that night, 
when I was working my shift, I'm busy as fuck, and I go up to a table, and my stupid Italian waiter, I'm wearing a goddamn tie and shoes for cruise, <laughs> and I go up to this table, and I just hear Miss Barker, and it was oh one my of the God. kids from the art class that day who I had Ooh. just like disciplined. I had to wait on them. Oh, oh my god! Oh. In your little time. That's like a sitcom yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, shoes for cruise? You should have been oh, like, like a, clean up the table. Like restaurant shoes. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do yeah, this. Yeah, you're like, but you're not going home. <laughs> you're getting a lot of life lessons today, kid, and so am I. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> this is what art really looks like, kid. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> shoes for cruise are, are shoes that you have to buy when you work at a restaurant that are like grippy enough to walk through a kitchen and they're like really ugly and industrial yeah. looking. Yeah. <laughs> so shoes funny. for cruise. <laughs> I thought they were like Tom Cruise's brand of shoes that he wears to make him look taller or something. <laughs> yeah. Just a. Just a little lift. <laughs> um, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with some fun. Bye. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. I'm Tess. I'm Jordana. <laughs> And uh, we're going to ask you some questions to get to know you a little bit better. Very exciting. Cool. Mm -hmm. Who, what, where, when? Who, what, where, when? Who, what, where, when? Who, what, where, when? Why? Okay, Jordana, who's the biggest dreamboat? <laughs> I just wanted to use that word. That's now? Dreamboat. Or like, um, it's not open to... Yeah. You know. In the personally in the zeitgeist, however you wow. feel like answering. When I was young, I had a weird crush on Brendan Fraser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Aged yeah. a little weirdly, but I feel like there was something about him. And oh, the, like yeah. the mummy oh. school ties days. Yes. Just like mm. kind of like hot nerd-ish kind of like vibe. Yeah. He's like an yeah. American, like an all-American sweetheart, nerdy, like good-hearted. Yeah, he's yeah. Cutie, hot in like a different boy. way, which is always Attractive. Mm -hmm. of, and yeah. he has really pretty eyes. Yeah. Kind of. Very kind. Um, yes. yeah. yeah. Extremely yeah. kind. <laughs> Babs, did you think yeah. about Dreamboats because of the Ryan Gosling picture that I dropped yesterday? Yeah. yeah. I couldn't, I can't get it out of my mind <laughs> I know. because of Barbie. Ryan yeah. Yes. Ryan Gosling is cat. And I'm not even a Ryan Gosling person. <laughs> yeah. I don't no. even find him that attractive, but. That picture just like did something to me. I can't I wait. Like, <laughs> I love how there's little snippets they're dropping from this thing. I was like very I know. intrigued. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm sure it'll be great. Yeah, but there's just it's like dreamboat. That's the word. I was like dreamboat. That's what he is. Although the outfit yeah. was a little weird. I don't know. If, I feel like if you saw someone in real life wearing that, it would be. No, it was very like Ken doll. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it was very like David LaChapelle. Yeah, <laughs> right. but I think yeah, I with think, like the almost fake abs, like the almost sprayed on yeah. abs. Yeah, it really begs the question: Does Ken have a dick now? Mm. Yes, is, I know. Yeah, it's a it's a big question. I guess we'll maybe we'll find out in the movie. I think. We Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. You might. I hope there's a sex scene where it's just the two of them just like hitting against, getting pushed against each other. Just I the way that the Barbies think fuck. that there will be. I think that they will. They will lean really into the us. Ever the weirdness. Their Barbies fuck. Yeah. yeah. It would just be really funny if they just like green screen two people just like slamming into each other. Oh my God. I really hope so. I would love to see that. Just some giant hands come in. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay, Brendan Fraser, very good answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love him. Still love him. Mm. The renaissance is real and it's exciting to see. (laughs) (laughs) This is a a hard turn, right? But what's the story behind how Betches got started? Sure. Um, so Betches was started out of um, our college apartment in 2011 with me and my two roommates. Um, and it was really just meant it started as a as just like a blog on a website. It was really just meant to kind of like make fun of our college life, our sorority life, like just kind of mm-hmm. joking about how ridiculous the culture around us was and we made a blog p- post on a WordPress blog. We put it on one person's Facebook wall. The whole thing sounds extremely 2011. Put it on one person's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Facebook wall and it kind of just like went viral from there and that was really the launch of the company. And we were seniors in college so we were kind of like, this sounds better than getting a real job. Let's see where this could go. <laughs> so. Yeah. Wow, that's really <laughs> fortuitous that you like straight out of college already you didn't even have to go through the transition period of like, oh fuck what now? Yeah, I mean, we weren't making it. We weren't making too much money, so it was still kind of like, how long should we give this thing to see if it Mm -hmm, it really turns into something that could, you know, where we could, um, you know, pay for a life out of our parents' basements. Um, Yeah, but yeah, thankfully, you know, we figured it out, and now I don't live in my mom's basement anymore. So, oh hell yeah, yeah. I was gonna say great, (laughs) great lighting in that basement. Uh. (laughs) Um, Okay, Jordana, when do you know it's over? A relationship. Whatever that means. That's probably what means. Yeah, probably (laughs) being vague. Okay, or a job or whatever, whatever you want. Yeah. Right. Um, hmm. That's a tough question, actually. I think a lot of people struggle with that. I think it's more, it's over when it's more work than it is positive. When it's more, when there's, Mm. when, you know, you're, because obviously Mm -hmm. every relationship of any kind has positive things and negative things. Even if you have the best job in the world, there's some things you don't want to do. Even if you have the best relationship, there's some things you argue about. But I would say, like, I would look at the, obviously it's hard to come up with an exact percent but if you're kind of like, am I happy more than I'm not happy? Am I putting more effort and time and um, energy into making this work? And the the payoff seems very, very small. Like I like to think of things almost like in an efficiency energy kind of way. Um, is this mm-hmm. worth doubling down on and, and investing more in? Or is it kind of the thing where both people might be happier if we cut, if we cut our losses and found something that would be better? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, a lot of times we don't come to that conclusion until much later when that yeah. that percentage right. has Hindsight. already happened. Yeah. But you're like, you know, it's hard to come to terms with that, I think, in your head. A hundred percent. And I mean, yeah. it's so hard, especially like every, you know, some relationships are easier to get out of. Some people have kids. Right. Some people have, you know, some people have jobs that they're more invested in. I think it mm-hmm. it can depend. But I'd like to think of that as sort of like the starting line for 
how to think yeah. about it. Yeah. It's the beginning mm-hmm. for the plan to start coming together or whatever. Yeah. And I yeah. think conversely, people can sometimes take the first sign of difficulty as a sign that they should quit when you're right to that other point. There is going to be discomfort in any situation. Totally. And yeah. And that's not necessarily a sign that you should bail. And sometimes the discomfort, if you do feel like it's worth it, you work through it i mean i talk about this with my sister a lot because she does a lot of couples therapy like Mm -hmm. you could bind up if you work through it like the correct way you could come out with something way better than that you started with so it really depends on you know what the issue is how intense it is and again how much effort compared to like what the positive what the potential upside is right yeah yeah i mean i'm in the you know longest relationship i've ever been in and we just, you know, we kind of were having like a rough patch and it was like, I think the biggest time I was ever confronted with that, like, because my instinct in the past has always been just like, oh, well, this must not be right. You right. Know, I'm out. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. it was like, it <laughs> literally, I had to say to myself, like, yeah, you're going to have to work on something. And like, it yeah. just was like, oh, really? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's fucking hard and it's, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of work, but I, you know. But and you know we're still working through things, but like seeing that like sticking it out and all that stuff, I see you know the grow the growth from it for sure. Totally. Yeah, I think especially when you're like an independent person, I think you can have that instinct very easily of like, well, fuck it, I'll be fine later. And like I remember yeah. the, fir- <laughs> the first time after I got married, it was such a trip that we got in a fight. Like the ring actually is like kind of a heavy thing because it was such a weird sensation of like. No, you're still married to this person. Like, you can say fuck you all you want, but like, you're fucking married to this person. <laughs> right, right. Like, it's going to take a yeah, lot yeah. now for you to get out of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's like a judge with a robe involved now. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the government involved. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I think that's good. Um, um, all okay. right. Where's yeah. the wildest night you've had taken place? The wildest night. Huh. Should be like obvious, right? Not a lot of fun. I feel I like think- I yeah, I don't even feel like I could answer that because I've had a lot of fun nights and I'm like they're all very hazy. <laughs> right. Yeah, like how do yeah, I yeah. and it's hard to, it's hard to remember. <laughs> um yeah, uh, yeah. I had a great night in Ibiza. I would say. Oh, cool. Once. Is it Ibiza or Ibiza? It's probably the way you said it, but <laughs> I'm, I'm very kidding. bad at pronouncing things. <laughs> I've taken a lot of really, when I was single, I took so many fun girls trips with my friends because we were all nice. like kind of married a little later. And I think that we were like, why do we have to wait for a bachelorette party to go on a cold trip? Like, let's just take a fun yeah. trip with our yeah. friends earlier so we had a lot and of I also fun feel nights. like there's way less pressure then too totally mm-hmm. and everyone wants to be there they're not there because <laughs> right, like right jessica's yeah. making you go to nashville and wear like a stupid <laughs> shirt yeah. yeah there's not like the weird the weird home friend that you're all like well and hi exactly <laughs> yeah 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 do you think as someone who's never been to ibiza um do <laughs> do you age out of ibiza or do you think i could still go I think you could still go. I went to Mykonos last summer um, and I was worried about having aged out of it, but I feel like it's, it's about a mindset, you know, are you yeah. ready? I think it's I'm like, ready. Uh, I'm ready. I, I, I wouldn't go with, I wouldn't go with a kid, but like, I think if you're in the right, if you're, and it's kind of funny, like everyone can be any age they want to with the right circumstances. So if you're like, do you know what I mean? It depends on how you, how you've set yourself up for, for that night. Have you, have you done your best to thwart your responsibilities for that time period? And then you can really have a great time. <laughs> That's a really good point. Yeah. You, you just have to pre-plan a little bit more and maybe have like a liquid IV. Exactly. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I will say last night I uh, was behind a guy. A, he had like a little sports car and the uh, the plate said Mr. Vodka. <laughs> and he was an old man. He had like Larry David hair. Yep. And like Mr. Oh Vodka, I don't think is worrying about how if being he's, too old. Yeah, if, yeah, being too old. No, yeah, no, Mr. Mr. Vodka's out here. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. And like, also, like, if you do, I find that when I party with people that are like my parents' age or older, like the people that are still partying at that age will drink you under the table. Totally. Like, oh yeah. They, they know what more. they're doing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's oh, just looking exactly. for his Mrs. Vodka. Maybe. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There was- <laughs> yeah. Little his and hers roadsters would be so cute. <laughs> hey, I've heard he's I've heard he's a great kissers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh Jordana. <laughs> Why don't we table this until next time? I did not. It's I didn't write question. that. I did. I did. I thought it was funny. It's a stupid question. It's just a stupid question. <laughs> we just throw in random ones in there to, you know, confuse all of us and enjoy yeah. our time. So I just <laughs> love, it. I love corporate office speak. Like that kind of, like that kind of dialogue is always like very funny to me. Let's circle back. Only, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That stuff like only exists in that space. I like, know. You would I, never... always, I always know I've been in like an office job too long when that's like become my normal. You're saying yeah. it in everyday life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you imagine saying let's circle back to somebody like out in the world at lunch or something? Circle back and dinner. Never... And what we're having for it. dinner. Yeah. 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 Let's, let's put a pin in this up. brunch. Yeah. Oh, no. No. <laughs> None of it's good. None of it's good. <laughs> okay. We're going to take another break and then we'll be back with lady problems. Everybody, we're back. I'm Lady to Lady. I'm Babs. I'm Brandy. I'm Tess. I'm Jordana. And uh, we're going to do some lady problems. Very excited to have you here since you do a lot of advice giving. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, the listener, have a lady problem, please send it to us. You can write one to us at ladytoladycomedy at gmail.com or you can give us a, a voicemail at 323-6-BUT-30-HA-HA. Lady problems. Do you have them? Lady problems. Do you have them? People have them. Hey, ladies. Um, this is so weird. Um, so I have a lady problem. Um, to preface this, I'm a gay 24 year old guy living in Indiana. Um, I just got a boyfriend that, like, out of nowhere, like, we're in love and shit. But my problem is, um, for my past relationships, I've had a lot of trust issues and abandonment issues that I've been treated on and all that good stuff. But the problem is it's affecting this relationship, even though this guy is, like, completely perfect and has never given me a reason to, um think otherwise it's just some triggers when um like guys from his past hit him up 
like his an old friend um just tried to like get with him out of nowhere but i know he shuts this shit down so i just need advice like how do you you know kind of get over these like stupid thoughts um and like how do you go about talking about it because sometimes it affects us and we get in not fights or anything like that but just he's just as frustrated as much as i am um but yeah love your input love the podcast bye yeah i mean i would first say to try and have um a little bit more compassion for yourself you know you said that they were stupid thoughts and it's like well no they're not you've been hurt you have every right to Mm -hmm. like have reactions be you know based on your experience in the past so i would be a little bit easier on yourself as far as just like thinking you know you're dumb or something like that because you're not you're just trying to protect yourself because of what's happened in the past you know totally i would i think this is sort of like it's like two almost like a two-pronged approach here um so there's one thing that's is that he's saying is like his his own personal things to deal with right and that would be there whether he had this amazing new partner or not right Mm -hmm. and then there's how he deals with them when things come up with his partner which is like the second part of it so i think like one thing is getting yourself is figuring out how Mm -hmm. to process and move through that problem and kind of like work it out in a way that Mm -hmm. where you don't feel very like triggered by things that come up and that's probably work you need to do on your own maybe with a with the help of a therapist that usually really helps people kind of like guide that that process and i think there's there's so much out there in the therapy space now so much innovative stuff i'm sure you guys have heard of like talkspace or um Mm -hmm. any of those companies that make finding a therapist a lot more accessible Mm -hmm. um and then i think there's the second part of like what to do when these things come up in the relationship and i think this is almost like sometimes if you do it right it can bring you closer to the person so if you're feeling like really triggered because something comes up that makes you think like oh maybe this, I'm scared now this person's going to cheat on me. Like instead of, I think our first reaction is usually to get angry or defensive or like put it out in a way that, that seems aggressive. But I think if you can sort of take a step back and say, okay, like how am I feeling? Like before you react, like how am I feeling that this person got this text from this person I know is trying to like hook up with mm-hmm. them or something like that. And then well, you can almost, if you have a little space from it, you can come to that person, your person that you're with, your partner, and be like, I'm just feeling, you can just say how you're feeling. And that usually makes them like want to help you and, and work through it with you as opposed to like reacting in anger. So if you're like, mm-hmm. this past experience that I've had is making me sort of irrationally worried that you're... Mm-hmm gonna mm-hmm. be cheating on me and it's making me really anxious and i know i trust you and i know that it's nothing that you're doing but just this past experience that i had just makes me me so concerned so i just letting you know how i feel and then almost like you just start with how you feel the other person then can will like move towards you instead of like feeling like you're accusing them of something or you're paranoid which makes them usually move away from you mm-hmm. totally i agree i mean it sounds like he is talking a little bit about it with his boyfriend but i think the more you can kind of vocalize it and like turn the lights on the less you're going to be scared it's not going to be like the scary yeah. thing in the shadows and, right and, and, and yeah and yeah. i think the more that you can talk about it the less it'll probably come up because the more you're vocalizing it and bringing it out there i think it will naturally be something that you stop 
being so worried about because you're going to see it in mm-hmm. the light of day and you're going to see it for what it is, which is, which is just trauma from your past relationships. And yeah. 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 And I, I think this idea that, Oh, it, you're, you're kind of gaslighting yourself a little bit. You're like, I'm, I'm being dumb. I'm having these dumb thoughts and that's probably causing you to some degree to repress these emotions because you're like, I don't want to burden yeah. him with this, but don't, right, I, right. I think just go the opposite way and let it out. And I think it will naturally, Mm-hmm. kind of just it, it, it's you're you're going to by talking it out you're going to see that it's that it's not real you're making it yeah. real by by suppressing it i think and i think so much anxiety around this kind of thing can also come from the fact that when we get cheated on we think it's because there's something wrong with us right um mm. versus it being something that the other person needs to be dealing with you know to to whatever mm. various different degrees so i think it also is just like i feel on un- when when you're like oh god i'm unworthy and i don't deserve somebody mm-hmm. to be faithful to me too and i think that that is that I think is like where so much of that anxiety comes from because it triggers that feeling of like, oh shit, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and it's it's so much like the a, a thing for the other person to like be working on and who knows what the fuck they're going through too. Um, if you're a reader, there's a great book that I read a couple of years ago um, called The State of Affairs, Rethinking Infidelity by Esther Love Perel. That book. It's phenomenal. And it's, it's she's a, uh, a therapist that's been... I mean, around for a very long time and has done a a ton of couples therapy and she just goes through all the different reasons like why this why this happens in different relationships and how you can work through it, like when it's time to say goodbye and like what it actually means. And it's not necessarily that this is like a bad person. It's that they had like, you know, there's any number of reasons like why shit happens, but it's not Mm -hmm. because you are an unworthy person that, that deserved that ever. That's never the answer. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of times with trauma too, there is a tendency to personalize it because in a way that's mm-hmm. sort of you, um, it's a way for you to actually have control because if it was yeah. your fault then you could control this thing that actually was totally out of your control, which is sort of a scary thought right. too. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was just something that was out of your control and it wasn't you. It was this other person like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, you know, most anxiety, like, for me, always leads back to kind of what I was saying in the beginning is, like, protection. You know, mm-hmm. I'm we're always trying to protect ourselves. And mm-hmm. whether that's doing something bad for us or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is, like, that really is what it comes down to. So yeah. I think, you know, you can do that to a fault, like, sometimes. And then you maybe start to build walls or have that paranoia, you know, mm-hmm. because you have these expectations that aren't necessarily real for this relationship. So mm-hmm. just know that it is like coming from a, it's coming from a place where you, you know, want to be healthy and be good to yourself, but maybe it's kind of manifesting itself in non-healthy mm-hmm. ways. So it does sound like you're, you know, you're cognizant of it and that you are in a good relationship. And like, so yeah, I think mm-hmm. you're in a good place if you do just open up and keep communicating. Yeah. yeah. Did he and say I'm so the- happy for you guys? You're you're in love. I mean, you sound like you're it's a different sounds like you're in a good place and it's a different situation than, you know, maybe in the past. So that's great. Yeah. And I mean, I remember there was something that um a friend of mine said to me. I was going I had just gotten out of a breakup and I was telling her like every single guy I date, all I can think about is like how it's going to end. You know, because I had just gone through like mm-hmm. this terrible breakup and she was like, "Well, do you think often about how you're going to die?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> she was and like and something about that yeah. was just kind of like reminded me like oh yeah like you don't know like there's no sense in trying to like plot mm-hmm. the end point it might end but like just be here now you know like right 
It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have any control, it can be scary, but that can almost be like, if you accept that, then you can like really live in the moment, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I saw exactly. I saw like a t-shirt. I'm so sorry. I'm quoting like a t-shirt or something. I don't know. No, if it, I don't please. I love t-shirts. <laughs> How many I mean, fonts are on it? I think it was a meme. A meme. It was something. That it, it said something like anxiety is just your brain making up conspiracy theories. And I really liked that because it was just like a, <laughs> a nice way to couch like obviously it's couched in reality a bit because of what you've been through, but also like, yeah, our brains love to just make up these scenarios that are most likely not reality. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We used to have to fight off saber toothed tigers and now, you know, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like what's coming around the bend. What could that be? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But good luck. I'm excited for you. And I think all of us see bright, uh, bright things in the future. (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, let me do the next one. Let me... Hey, so I just started listening to your podcast recently, and I'm going to jump on the opportunity to talk lady to lady because I have no freaking ladies to talk to. So my issue is that I all my friends are boys. And, like, once I started dating my boyfriend, I started hanging out with all of his friends, and all my girlfriends ended up moving away. So, like, I don't know how to make more girlfriends. So, like, all my boyfriend's friends, like, they're my friends, too, now. Like, I love them, and, like, I love hanging out with them, and I don't feel like I'm, like, third-wheeling with my boyfriend and his friends. But every time I go to, like, bars or parties or anything, like, I, like, show up with a bunch of boys, and then maybe a girl or two will talk to me. And then, like, if I think that we're, like, going to be friends, then I'll, like, ask for their phone number or their Snapchat or something, and then the next day they never text me back. And I also... I also had an issue where, like, this girl was like, yeah, we're going to be best fucking friends, like, you know, and then I, like, texted her, and we were hanging out a lot, and then I found out, like, literally the only reason why she was coming out to hang out with me was because she wanted to get with my roommate, who's a dude, because I live with a bunch of dudes, and I was just like, I don't want to be one of those picky girls who's like, all all my friends are guys, like, I'm so cool, I want to have a girlfriend so bad, because I don't have anyone to talk to about, like, birth control and, like, freaking all this girl stuff because I've like talked to them or like I just want to have a sleepover and like sit there and like do my toenails and like gossip and like I can't do that because I literally only hang out with dudes and I don't understand how many friends with girls and it kind of sucks oh <laughs> funny i mean i were just laughing because it was the sleepover thing was very cute yeah it's very yeah. Cute. It was, it was very sweet <laughs> i mean i will say i don't think bars are the place I was thinking uh, that. Uh, bars are yeah. good for their bar friendships you know what i mean yeah. it's so much fun you get revved up on each other and you're like we're gonna yeah. hang out and then it's not gonna it doesn't you know people just don't follow through on that shit because you're drunk and yeah, totally. you know, and I, I mean, I guess I maybe met, met a few friends that way, but I feel like legit friends are people you meet through like kind of like getting to know over, mm-hmm. you know, a little time period because you're seeing them regularly. So I would take a class or do something where you're like seeing people regularly and getting to know them, you know, I agree totally. Also, based on like an interest that you have that's out, it sounds like she's only meeting people through these guys that she already knows when it's yeah. like, if you're looking for a different kind of friendship, I think you need to do a different separate activity. That's a little bit different. I think a class, like mm-hmm. you said, is, is a really good idea or think about like whatever her interests are, you know, but uh, it's intramural sports league, something like that, a book club, like volunteering, yeah, yeah. any kind of that mm-hmm. thing like that. Cause then you're actually meeting people who have a similar interest in you and they're more t- as you, and they're more likely to want to 
talk mm-hmm. to you about whatever that is and there'll be like a more genuine friendship than a than something you see at a bar which i agree with you is not the best place not where i think of like as the place to pick up I mean, it can happen, but I just know that, like, every time I've ever gotten stoked on someone I've met at a bar, usually, like, you know, that's the only time we hang out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And, I mean, I agree that she should should look outside of this boyfriend-friend group, but also, like, do any of these guys have girlfriends or wives? Like... I, you know, I've definitely, Mm -hmm. you know, kindled friendships with, um, with, like, my husband's friend's partners, and, and that can be fun, too, because then they can go off and do their thing, and then you can hang out with the girls. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And I think, yeah, I mean, you're doing the right thing, I think, in terms of, like, asking for their number and seeing if they want to hang out. Um, I would just keep doing that, like, when you meet someone. I mean, I think that's the right instinct to ask, you know, if you've hung out with someone a couple, if you do take a class and you've hung out with someone a couple times, just be like, hey, would you want to grab coffee next time after? Or, you know, like, whatever it is. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, we all became friends because, you know, we were doing open mics all the Mm -hmm. time. And so, you know, you see someone five nights a week and you're like, eventually you're going to talk to them. Yeah. You become friends. It'd be very weird to not. And you have a shared interest. Like you already bonded by the fact that you like comedy and that, Mm -hmm. you know, that's something you have to have to naturally talk about, which is why the activity thing, I think, is is a great suggestion. Yeah. Or like mm-hmm. start a meetup group, like start one, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that might be another option if you, if, if that doesn't exist, whatever your interests are, if you're not finding a place for yourself to go like enjoy that, then make your own situation. Yeah. I mean, I know Facebook is like, you know, for old people, but it is good for stuff like this because, you know, there's yeah. a lot of local meetup groups for like a lot of different mm-hmm. places. Uh, you know, LA's huge, but it has this one group where people will just post like, hey, you know, I'm new to the area. I'm, I'm looking to make new friends and other people will be like, me too. Let's go to brunch. So yeah. I think I think you can definitely find stuff that way or yeah, like hiking groups, whatever it is where people are already organizing mm-hmm. like things or yeah, make your own if there isn't one. But um, I would I would look into that for sure, because you know what? There's other there's definitely girls out there who feel the exact same way you do. Mm-hmm. You guys just need to yeah. find find each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be funny. I have a meetup group that was just like girlfriends of the world unite or something. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys there was like this viral thing? I don't know, six months ago or something where these two guys that were just they were just really sweet and they were posting these videos like, hey, um, we're just like looking for more friends. So if you guys want to like come hang out by the lake with us, let us know. Like, Aww, it was just sweet. really cute I love like, that. video and all these people responded and I think like came out and hung out with them. So I don't I don't know if you want to do that. That's, a little, you know, especially as a girl, it's a little different. But yeah, uh, yeah. it was just like a I think people genuinely do. You know, people are lonely and they want connection. Yeah. yeah. And, like people want it. You know, it's just mm-hmm. it's harder to find sometimes. You just have to kind of put a little bit of like elbow grease in. And like I'm such a proponent of going places by yourself. Like that is how mm-hmm. I think a really yeah. good way to meet people. And you're just so much more observant when you're not there with anyone else to talk to. Like I feel like you experience the world in such a more kind of present way when you're somewhere alone. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Maybe do go to like a wine bar or something by yourself. Cause I think that's different too than being there with all your bro friends. Like maybe you will right. be able to have a more meaningful conversation if you're just there with your book or whatever. And there's some other cool girls there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're more yeah. inviting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I don't know. Come, we'll comment on our, like the, the, the Instagram post about this, where you live. And if we have anybody that lives nearby, maybe you could do like a lady to lady meetup or something. 
Yeah, we've had a few people do that before. Somebody yeah. Somebody was just talking about meeting up with someone else who was uh, writing into the show. So wherever yeah. you are, there might be another listener nearby. And you guys yeah. can meet up and talk about us. Yeah. yeah, you have us in common. So, you know. <laughs> could be, yeah. You guys can start your own lady problem thing where you like answer the advice that you know we're answering. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah but, good yeah, luck. It's it's. I feel like making friendships, especially as you get older, is like I. You know, we get questions about that like fairly often. I think it's it's one of the harder relationships to do. I mean, there yeah. is literally. I guess there is like Bumble for friends and stuff. Which oh I, yeah, I know some people have Bumble used. BFF. I think it's called. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I think also Facebook groups. Like, if there's any sort of interest in a like, if mm-hmm. if you have mm-hmm. any kind of like joining those groups of people who have similar interests. If you're not, if you don't know of any actual physical activities you can do, I feel like people are very open to meeting up or find or meeting people for all sorts of things on that. Those There's everything. Yeah. There's plant yeah. groups. There's like interior design, DIY, like whatever, mm-hmm. you know, you are into right out there. Yeah, definitely. You sound, you, you sound a little bit younger, but back in the day there were these things called message boards that we were all on and you made fast friends with people on your message boards back in the day. Like I know Bab says like ha- there are marriages that have happened because of Beastie Boys message boards. Yeah, yeah. Where, where do the message boards live? I mean, I don't know they're, where they're not now, around but, anymore. Yeah. But like Facebook and stuff, but I Facebook, think it's like the oh, equivalent. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I Okay. I'll, I'll give another embarrassing Craigslist story. Oh my God. <laughs> Babs just twiddled her fingers together. I just want everyone to know. I've actually, I do think I've told this one before, but it's been a while. Um, mm-hmm. I met, I met a friend. So if Facebook used to have a strictly platonic section, which, or sorry, Craigslist, mm-hmm. they might mm-hmm. still have it. Um, and it mm-hmm. was literally for people who were like, I want friends. <laughs> so <laughs> I became yeah. friends with this one girl and she lived close to me and we hung out a few times. And then she asked to hang out one night and I like didn't want to or something. So I think I like said I lied and said I was busy. And then I had all these photos of me at this party, a case, cases and eighths party, which was where you divide up into team and one of you, you have to drink a case of beer and smoke an eighth of weed <laughs> between uh-huh. you. Very, <laughs> very fun. But these photos of us ended up on Facebook and she got pissed. She was Ooh. like, you said you couldn't hang out. You should have just told me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, but we're still Facebook friends and I watched her have a baby and stuff. So, wow. hey. okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know yeah. what example that was giving, but, you know, put yourself out there. Yeah. You know, there's only so much. That, also, yeah, all your girlfriends that moved away, like, I mean, obviously this isn't a sustainable always solution, but like, can you guys plan on like getting together yeah. or like going to visit them? Like now you've got destinations that you are allowed to go to. That's uh, a great idea. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. those longer yeah. weekends are like more, like really fill you up more than a one-off dinner or something like that. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Sedona, because- go to Sedona with your girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. And stay in touch yeah. with them. You know, I, I think like mm-hmm. it's so hard to make yourself keep your f- connections up sometimes. And like, yeah, but like, n- call yeah just facetime them call them up and like talk and that will that will fill you up too i think so don't let those connections lapse just because they moved you know yeah absolutely um well that's our show jordana thanks for joining us thank you so much for having me it's so fun i got to talk about all the things i love (laughs) frazier friendships yes relationships (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) where can everyone find your show and anything else that you have online 
Um, yeah. So, um, I, she shows you up and oversharing everywhere you find your, your podcasts. Um, I'm at Jordana Abraham on Instagram. Um, and we've got some live shows coming up in the next couple months. If you check out nice. the Betch's website. Yeah. Hell yeah. Sweet. Very exciting. Thank yeah. Thanks for having Thanks me. Thanks for hanging with us. Yeah. And we'll see everybody next week. Bye y'all. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Three, two, three. Six but thirty. It's six but thirty somewhere. Hi, ladies. Uh, I'm Kelsey from New Jersey, and I just want to let you know that my school had not jogathons, but we had walkathons where you'd have to do the same thing and have people sign up to pay for every lap that you did. But also, my school did like chocolate sales, so we would sell chocolate bars for a dollar, and I made bank with that and the least likely place that sold out all of my boxes time after time again was the dentist office my local dentist office would buy out my boxes of chocolate for a dollar one of the dentists truly would just throw me five dollars and just say keep it but i have been passing down that little secret mind gem to all the people that I can since now I'm no longer in high school because you make so much bank there. And I was fortunate enough that I didn't really need to fundraise for trips, but I would fundraise for my friends so that my friends can come on trips with me. So if you guys are ever like, hmm, I don't need a fundraise. I got, I can pay for this. Honestly, paying for someone else to come on a trip with you just feels so much better. Okay, have a nice day. Love you, ladies. Bye. Hi, ladies. Just listening to the latest episode, and uh, you guys were asking about tips for exploding toiletry bottles while traveling. Uh, here's a tip. Unscrew the top of the bottle, take a little piece of saran wrap, cover the opening of the bottle, and then screw the top back on. I don't know. It's it's worked for me in the past. I've never had any exploding incidents. So uh, <laughs> disclaimer: if it happens to you, don't come back to me. <laughs> but so far, it's worked for me. So there you go. Happy travels. Lady to Lady is produced by Katie Levine. Get tons of bonus content, discounted tickets for live shows, and lots more at patreon.com slash lady to lady. Follow us on Instagram at lady, the number two, lady comedy. And give your input on lady problems and get info about upcoming live shows. And hey, don't forget to follow our individual accounts on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Babs Gray, Brand Dazzle, and Testify Barker. Follow Lady to Lady on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, you can rate and review the show. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Lady to Lady merch.